Church. Community Church, if we can make our way back to our seats. And then can we also give a shout of praise to our Father in this room this morning. Thank you, Lord, right, for allowing us to be here and wake up this morning. 
Before we step into the presence of God today, we're going to um, open up in scripture. Allah's going to read us some scripture, and then um, we're going to finish in prayer. But today I ask you guys to just empty yourself, become empty. Understand that we may have went through a stressful week and a hard week. But let yourself go today. And let, and let God use you today. Open your minds up for what might happen today. And just be, and just be just open to allow the Lord to use you. Some of us always just block out things that could be better for us. There's somebody on your left that want to help you. There's somebody on your right that want to help you. But you can't be helped if you want to stick everything to yourself, right? So I just ask you guys to open up and just be more vulnerable in this room so that the Lord can use you. Allah's going to open us up in scripture. So good morning. Good to see everybody today. Um, in my devotions this week, just my time with God, I was going through Psalm 51. And there are about four verses that really stood out to me. Um, and they have to deal with praising and worshiping and as well as what type of sacrifice we are supposed to bring um, to God. Save me from the guilt of bloodshed, God, God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not want a sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with a burnt offering, but the sacrifice that is pleasing to you, God, is a broken spirit. You will not despise a broken and humbled heart, God. You can all stand as we get ready to worship the Lord. Father, we just come to welcome you into this place right now, Lord. We're here for you. And we just declare that right now. We come to proclaim that, Lord, in the great assembly. We will praise you. We will bless your name. We welcome you, Lord. We just ask for you to come and to anoint this time of worship that we can encounter you, Lord. This wouldn't be about singing any other songs, Lord, but having a moment with you, God. That you would anoint this service, Lord, that we could all have eyes to see and ears to hear something, Lord. We need your anointing. We need your touch. So come. Come, Lord, and have your way. We come to be humble and contrite, Lord. You desire mercy and not sacrifice. So come, Lord. We come to make room for you, Lord. We welcome you with praise. In Jesus' name. Welcome you, welcome you in prayer. 
service, Lord. Father, let us not be weary of what you have going on in here, Lord. Father, open us up, open our eyes, open our minds so that we can see and see you, feel you, touch you, hold you, Lord. Father, we are nothing without you, Father. 
Father, I put a special blessing upon the kids this morning as they get ready to hear your word, Father, and learn your word. Father, fill them up with your knowledge and your strength, Lord. Allow these teachers to pour out upon your name, Lord, so that these kids can reach you, so that these kids can see you, so that these kids can be built on your foundation, Father. Lord, show these teachers the way. Fill them up with your love and joy. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can somebody shout hallelujah for me? Amen. Praise God. You guys may be seated. Welcome to New Hope Community Church. Hey, if you're new here, we got one simple phrase that describes what happens here. Lives are changed here. Amen. You know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, how far you've fallen. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with. Number one, there's no one that's too lost that our Lord can't save. And there's no problem that's too great for our God. Amen. So I'm so glad that you're here today. This is going to be a very special day. And, you know, there was just a, a word that dropped in my spirit as we were worshiping. And that was that we are victorious in Christ. And being victorious doesn't and, you know, that in itself doesn't mean that there's not going to be some rough times. There's not going to be some times where you take some hits, but it, it's what happens. How do you react? How do you handle that? And it's okay to get knocked down, but it's not okay to stay down. Amen? The Lord doesn't want us to stay down. If you could put up the lights, please, I'd appreciate that. So we, we might get knocked down, but we don't stay down, amen? We just get up, we keep moving forward, we keep moving towards the place that God has for us, and we know that, you know, no matter what happens to us, that God will work it out for our good, amen? Amen, we're going to take today's offering, if we could have uh, the ushers come forward, please. Luke 6, 38, given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And I always say that your giving produces an eternal reward. Your giving goes to see souls saved, to see people discipled. Your giving goes to our men's recovery home. It goes to our soon-to-be-open New Hope's Haven Maternity Home, the food bank we do, all of that happens because of your giving. Marriages are restored, prodigal, all that stuff, all the miracle stories that are happening in here happen because of your giving. And, and growing in maturity, you know, the Bible talks about that, you know, there's people who are babes in Christ, there are, are people who are young adults in Christ, and there are people who are, you know, mothers and fathers in the faith. And, you know, at some point in our maturity, we, you know, we decide that, you know what, it's up to me to provide. It's up to me to give to make a difference. And so hopefully that's you. If you see the things that are happening today, I would just ask you to pray about what the Lord would have you give and just be faithful to that and know that God will bless every seed that you sow into this ministry. Lord, I just thank you for uh, this day. I thank you for your spirit that is uh, present among us, Lord. I thank you that uh, people who 
have walked in here with a spirit of heaviness. That spirit of heaviness is gone, and they put on a garment of praise, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that for some people, this is going to be the day where it all turns around, Lord. So, Lord, we give you honor and glory, Lord. We thank you that you have the provision for the vision, Lord. And I just pray according to your word, Lord, that you would multiply every seed that's sown so that we would have an abundance for every good work. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Well, uh, just a couple things that I just want to touch base on uh, really quick before uh, we have our friend uh, speak today. Um, the one thing is, is that uh, next week uh, we're leaving, so a group of 10 of us. If you're here today and you're going on the missions trip of L.A., could you just stand really quick and just kind of wave to everybody just so they know everybody that's going? So we're going to be leaving uh, to the L.A. Dream Center. We will be heading out uh, tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m., so please be in prayer for that. We are going to have prayer at the church nightly at 7 o'clock. So last week I asked if we could have some volunteers to kind of be there for the week, and I got one for Monday. So it would be great to get, you know, Tuesday through Saturday filled. You know, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have the Bible memorized. All you have to do is just come, open the doors, and just pray. Just pray that, that God will use us, that God will cover us, and that, uh, that we'll be a blessing um, out there in uh, Los Angeles. So um, if you'd like to sign up for that, just come and grab me. Uh, you can email me. You can message me on Facebook. Either way, um, just get a hold of me and say, hey, I'll do Wednesday night or I'll do Thursday night. And, of course, we have um, Celebrate Recovery on Monday nights, and we also have our Bible studies. That will still be happening, but there's no reason why we can't have a few people over here praying at the same time. Amen? So those things will all be going on. And also, um, July 13th, um, we are going to have a, a kind of a fun fundraiser here um, at the church. Um, it's going to be down in the fellowship hall, and it's going to be, I, I hate this word, char caricature class. So it'll be a caricature class. You'll come. Uh, we'll have dinner um, there, and then you'll uh, we have somebody who's going to give you a class. Brian, he's away for the weekends now, but he goes to this church. He makes his living as a caricature artist. And so you'll have a, a, a quick uh, class, and then from there, you're going to start drawing. You're going to draw different caricatures of people from all over the room. So it's going to be a really fun time. We're going to have good food, good time, good prizes. Uh, and, of course, it'll, it'll be a nice night out, but it'll go to benefit the church. So we will have tickets uh, for sale in the back. You can see, Rob, can you raise your hand? So Rob has the tickets back there. So if you're interested in coming to that, it's a Thursday night, July 13th, and uh, he'll be able to take care of you um, with that. Um, without any further ado, I want to go ahead and um, uh, I want to introduce, can one of you guys just grab the pulpit for me? I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to introduce... Uh, Bruce and I've, I've probably been massacring his name for the whole uh, for the whole entire week. So we're gonna try to get it right today. So Bruce Labadoo, and he is. Did I mess it up? Labadoo, Labadoo, Sorry. See, I told you I was messing it up. Sorry, man. All right. <laughs> so uh, he is, of course, the founder and the director of Children's Rescue Initiative, and. Um, I, I became somewhat familiar with them, with, uh, you know, Kim and Tony and the Remnant Sons going and, 
and kind of going up there every year and supporting him. But um, and I kind of had an idea of what he did. I knew that um, that that he had an organization that that helped um, in the areas of human trafficking and human slavery. But it was really until I was given uh, the book that that's on sale on the back, and I began to read that that it was just I was just blown away and. You know, we, we've had so many movies in our movie theaters of, you know, th this whole fad of, like, different superheroes, right? So we love superhero movies all the time. But, you know, to me, uh, this man is a real-life superhero. When if you've rescued over 2,300 uh, children and, and adults from human slavery in some of the worst parts of the world, that's a superhero. So could we stand to our feet and give him a New Hope welcome? Thank you. Just got to get set up here. Take a second. Wow, I love this church. I don't think I've ever been as warmly welcomed anywhere I've ever been as, as that we have today. So thank you. That speaks so much to the leadership and the love that they exude. And uh, so happy to see my friends from Remnant Sons. And thank you, Dan and Shelley, for introducing us to this wonderful uh, uh, church here. Uh, before I start, I want to just talk about uh, two books. Uh, my daughter recently wrote a book. And... Uh, she had been in a, a marriage. Her husband had gotten into pornography, and uh, the marriage ended up being terminated because he chose pornography over her. And uh, she's a beautiful girl. <clears throat> and it says, uh, uh, where is God in this pain? And uh, thousands of women have felt the shock of betrayal. And it goes on and it says, she invites you to know you're not alone, understand pornography's impact on the brain, Establish your value, self, set healthy boundaries, process grief, understand what forgiveness is and isn't, walk in joy, pursue hope, and recognize your identity as a daughter of God. Powerful, powerful book that she has written. And then my book, it took me some years to, to, to publish it because uh, I've had contracts on my life and I thought, I don't know if I want to you know, go through some of that again, but after really praying about it, I decided, you know, people really need to know what's going on in the world. And uh, so as we get into this presentation today, you know, I just ask you to, to think about your own destiny and calling. One of the things I love to do and a real passion that I have is to help people find their God cause, to become a champion of that cause, to become a warrior for the Lord. And, uh, you know, we, we have incredible um, power at our, at our, um, within our uh, ability. And uh, I used to travel around the world. We were doing crusades and pastors' conferences, and we were seeing miracles and amazing healings. And, and uh, in 2009, I was in Pakistan, and they took me out to see the, the slave fields, and my life changed that day. And even though I still did meetings for a while, uh, it became increasingly more focused on rescuing uh, children and adults out of uh, human trafficking. So um, 
If you can go to the first slide, I just want to start out with this scripture here. And, uh, oh, it did it again. For some reason, this thing froze up again, and I just had it working. So, I am going to restart my computer. How many of you will give me time to do that? Is that okay? <clears throat> and, uh, well, there we go. Okay. Whoops. I turned the whole thing off. I was telling the pastor a couple weeks ago, we were in a little country church that asked us to come in and do a presentation, and nothing went right in the entire service. And it was all an older generation, and they would get up to, uh, the piano player didn't show up, and uh, the organist, whatever it was, and uh, so they had music playing, and the words didn't line up with the music, and people started laughing. And if you've ever seen a whole group of like 80, not 70 year old, 80 people laughing, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, we ended up laughing a lot and having a good time, even though the message was, uh, you know, a pretty serious message. And uh, there we go. Hopefully that worked. Come on. All right, there we go. Okay. Now I need my glasses. And I got to find the right presentation. You know when you restart your computer and all those programs start coming up? That's what's happening. And uh, sorry for the awkward pause. Now I'm trying to find the presentation. Okay, it's here somewhere. There we go. I'm just going to follow it along on my computer while you all are watching this slide with the stuff behind me. So on the first slide it says, to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. You know, there's a biblical mandate that we are freedom fighters. You know, how, how many of you besides me came out of darkness? How many of you came out of a background that wasn't the greatest? Well, see, God wants us to now be able to present that same truth to others, whether it's the person down the street, whether it's the slave overseas, whether it's the person being uh, trafficked right here in this community. And so, if you want to go to the next slide, please. I just want to uh, tell you who we are. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. We live by faith. We uh, completely rely on donations to do our rescue operations. Uh, our motto is rescue, restore, and raise up because we just don't stop at the rescue part. We actually support the children that we rescue uh, until they're 18 years old. And that's a huge undertaking. We, we send thousands of dollars over every month to make sure that these kids are in school and that they're uh, well taken care of. We're just two, two hours north of here, and, uh, and we operate all over the world, including here in the United States. And so the next slide, uh, there's over 40 million people in modern slavery. One of four of them is children. About three-quarters are women and girls. And slavery has become a $150 billion industry in the world. It's the third largest criminal industry, and they believe very soon it's going to be the biggest criminal industry. Unlike drug trafficking, traffickers can resell and reuse their product over and over again. This has become uh, just such a major crisis. Next slide, please. So the types of human trafficking that are out there are sex trafficking, labor slavery, domestic servitude, child soldiers, organ removal, 
Forced marriages, mail-order brides, child brides, and debt bondage. These things are happening every hour of every day of the year. Uh, in fact, organ removal is becoming a massive business overseas. Next slide, please. So sex... Hello? No, there we are. Sex trafficking is uh, uh, only one of the components of slavery. And this is happening all through the United States. The Super Bowl is one of the biggest human trafficking events uh, in the world. Uh, the Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio is another big one. But it's happening in communities all over where uh, girls, women are being forced into, into uh, uh, prostitution. And uh, especially, uh, you know, it's happening more and more with younger, younger children. Next slide, please. So sex trafficking is non-consensual. It's demand-driven. It's indefinite. And as you look at the, uh, it's kind of hard to see, but some of the characteristics of how they control it is coercion and threats intimidation, emotional abuse, isolation, denying, blaming, minimizing, sexual abuse, physical abuse, using privilege, economic abuse, and so on. And so this is a system of control where one person is, is controlling another's life 100%. Next slide, please. So what does it look like? Right here in this area, Pittsburgh, prostitution, brothels, sex tourism, pornography, live sex shows, massage parlors, red light districts, stripping, escort services, mail order brides, uh, military bases, prostitution, personal sexual servitude, and truck stops. And this has been increasing. One of my new board members uh, was one of the top investigators for Homeland Security. And he started telling me some of the things that, that they were finding and that they said that there's a, a big increase in family trafficking where people who are addicted to drugs start selling their children in exchange for money for drugs. And he said that's really on the rise. Uh, next slide, please. So how does this take place? How do people actually get involved or how do they end up in this? Now, I work, I work seven years in Pakistan. Uh, we're working in Asia now. I was just on a, a trip two months ago where we got 20 children and one adult out of labor slavery. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of ways that people get into slavery. Did you know that the average runaway encounters a human trafficker here in the United States within 24 to 48 hours? Because the human traffickers work the bus stops, the train stations, any, uh, you know, arcades, any place that uh, runaways might go to. So because of poverty in a lot of countries, parents end up selling their children. Uh, low caste, which means the lowest segment of society, uh, they uh, are targeted. They could be sold by the family, tricked into slavery. Uh, so I was dealing and still dealing with uh, this case recently uh, that happened in northwest Pennsylvania. So this pastor calls me, and he says, hey, I think my daughter is in danger of being trafficked. I said, can you tell me? And he said, well, she's been talking to this guy from uh, Pakistan, and she's convinced she's in love with him. I said, is there any way that you could bring her down here to my office? So they came down, beautiful young girl, 20, 21 or 22, looks like she's about 14. And she sat there, and I asked her, you know, uh, how this happened. Well, we met online. He was looking for a friend, and uh, we started talking. Uh, after a couple months, I really realized I had some feelings for him. He was telling me he has feelings for me. 
uh, we decided later we're in love and I'm going to go to Pakistan. I said, let me tell you something. If you go to Pakistan, you'll never be seen again. I said, I believe from everything you've told me, this is a human trafficking network that gets online and they, be, they look for friends. They find these young, vulnerable boys and girls and they befriend them and they are very patient. They may take six months, they may take a year, they may take longer to get you into a place where you are completely hooked. And so uh, they went home and I kept in touch uh, with them and uh, everything was good for a while. And he said that she had disappeared and he didn't know where she was, but they, so we got Homeland Security involved and uh, there wasn't a whole lot they could do at this level. But this girl then, uh, uh, called home and she said, I'm living in a hotel in the area. I just don't want to tell you where I am because I think you're going to try to stop me from uh, marrying this guy. And so the parents, of course, are in a panic. And uh, so they communicate. One of the, they have a lot of kids. And they were, uh, one of the, the other daughters was able to communicate with this girl um, uh, on a frequent basis. And then she just stopped communicating and they found out that she had flown to Pakistan and um, she, every once in a while she sends a text and says she's okay, but they don't know if it's the trafficker sending the text or if it's her. This is happening, happening a lot more, it's a lot more common than what uh, you would know. Next slide, please. So these traffickers are just working the internet constantly looking for, um, you know, these, these vulnerables. So why do people stay in uh, these situations? Well, threats. Their, their passport or their licenses have been taken away. They're not allowed to leave. There's fear of consequences. They have to work to pay off the debt, which is very common. They get isolated. They end up with Stockholm Syndrome, where they identify with the trafficker. Um, <clears throat> they're ashamed to leave and accept help. Uh, it's normal in their culture to keep abuse a secret anywhere in the world. Uh, they're brainwashed and they're taught that law enforcement cannot be trusted. Next slide, please. So labor slavery is a little di bit different. This is where they're forced to, to work. Now, many of the children that we've rescued out of that 2,366, um, all the, the children that we've rescued from labor slavery have also been sexually abused. And, uh, you know, they're made to, you know, work in brick kilns and tobacco places, places where they make rope. We've encountered places where the kids are chained to machines for their entire life. They're never allowed to leave that machine and they will die there. Another slave will bring around food, another one will bring around a bucket to, to go to the bathroom in. <clears throat> and those places we've not been able to get into because there's such high security. But labor slavery is where they're forced to do some sort of manual labor. Next slide, please. So the working conditions, you see the little boy with the, the chocolate milk there? That's not chocolate milk. That is um, dirty, muddy water. These children have to drink out of the same puddles and ponds that the animals are in, that, that they get the water out to make the bricks. Uh, this little boy we identified, we went to get him, and he had already passed away. Um, <clears throat> so in inhumane working conditions, one place we're at in Pakistan, it was 122 degrees in the brick field. Um, these children work all day and then they're made to work into the night and the temperature may go from 100 and some degrees down to 70 and you, we've gone out at night and you can hear the children shri shriver, uh, 
shivering and crying. <clears throat> There's no little or no compensation, poor living conditions, they en uh, endure physical and verbal abuse. In a lot of these countries, the ones who are enslaved is the Christian population. No medical care. <clears throat> My wife was with me the last time I was in Pakistan, and she picked up a little baby, and she ended up getting pink eye from the baby. And we were able to go buy a dollar bottle of medicine to get, get her through that pink eye. But these slaves can't. They endure pink eye and they endure dysentery and all these different diseases um, because they just don't have any ability to do that. They're not allowed to have breaks. If you read in my book, there's a lot of stories in there. Um, <clears throat> they work long hours. They drink contaminated water. Sometimes they have to go out and beg for food. And, uh, and this is a Christian population mostly that we found, that is enslaved in the Middle East, uh, in Asia, uh, different places in the world. Next slide, please. <clears throat> so where do, where do they work? Uh, here in the United States, there is actually slavery still going on here in the United States, labor slavery in agricultural uh, places. But around the world, it's brick fields, construction, factories, fishing industry. We've been rescuing kids uh, in Africa out of the fishing industry where these little boys, you know, maybe six, seven years old, uh, are made to go out on the boats. They have to dive down and untangle these nets, and a lot of times they drown. There's a very high mortality rate. Um, we have, uh, we have been, uh, we just bought some land in a, in a certain place where there's just so many kids that are enslaved, and we're hoping to uh, build a, uh, a home there that we can take them into. Uh, sweatshops, restaurants, many of the children that we've rescued were in restaurants. They have to wash dishes and mop floors during the day and then they're given to men at night. Uh, same in hotels, uh, farms, uh, and a lot of places they uh, have these, these children as domestic servants and then in the, mi in the mines, uh, especially in Africa and Asia. Next slide, please. So you can see these pictures here. Um, these are some of the children we've rescued. I'd, um, if you can uh, see the, the bottom picture, the man in white, his name is James. Now James was born into slavery, and when we rescued him, he, was, uh, he said he was 85. He never knew a day of freedom. The girl that is wheeling the wheelbarrow there, that's his granddaughter. James' uh, father had borrowed some money, couldn't pay it back, amount like $20, and he was put into slavery to pay it off, but the interest rate is so high they can never do it. So it results, $20 results in generations of slavery. And this was in, this was in Pakistan. And uh, so we got James out, and we got his whole family into a, into a house, we set them up with a fruit stand, and uh, we got Lubna, which is a little girl with a, this is about 12 years ago, and uh, we got her in school, as we do all, all the children we rescue. We get the medical care, all these different things, and uh, so this is what it looks like over there, and a lot of these children have had broken bones, they have scars, uh, some of them have, have had kidneys removed, and then forced to go back to work the next day. Um, and uh, with fevers and so on. And then if you go to the next one, this old lady, just um, she's no longer on the earth. She's gone to be with the Lord. But um, she was born into slavery. And when we rescued her and her family, 
she just kept touching my face, and she kept hugging me, and she just looked into my eyes, and through the translator, she says, I have been praying my whole life to, to be free. I just want to go home to die to my ancestral family. And uh, so we, we got her to her ancestral village. I don't know if she knew anybody there still, but she passed away two weeks later as a free woman. And uh, she was just a beautiful, beautiful lady. And then this next family, uh, <clears throat> this is kind of a typical situation. This family, uh, the mother got very sick and the father had no money. They were very poor, Christian um, population in a, in a country that is a majority is uh, Hindu. And uh, when they couldn't pay it back, they were put into a brick kiln, a brick field, to do labor slavery. And the girls, these precious little girls, were given to men at night for money. And the mom was too. And I've often thought about that as a husband to see your wife taken away and your children taken away, know what's happening to them. And I'm like, way back when I was learning how to do this, I was wondering, why don't they fight back? Well, they can't. They're, they're such a minority and they're so subjugated, they have no ability to fight back. And so we got them out. We got them into a, a good home. The children are doing really well. We've checked on them recently. And, uh, and the parents are doing really well. Uh, you know, this is what real redemption is. It's a picture of our life with Christ, you know, where we get born again and our debts were erased and we have a new life. And that's exactly what we do here. Um, we bring them out of, out of all this stuff and into a, a brand new life. Uh, next slide. <clears throat> so just some statistics. Forced labor generates annual profits of about $150 billion. And it's in every country of the world except Antarctica. Every single country in the world has slavery. Uh, estimated 40 million, as I said, and growing. Next slide. I just want to read this scripture because years ago I read a Barner report, which was a, you know, they did statistics, and they said that the majority of Christians never lead another person to the Lord. They never really fulfill their destiny. But here's what the Bible says. It says, be doers of the word and not hearers only because we deceive ourselves. For if anyone is like a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. You see, the Bible says we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. We have stepped out of that old system into this new system that God has for us. He's, he's given us uh, the Holy Spirit the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that dwells in us. That's resurrection power. And so God is calling us to be doers of the word. And not just hearing. Not just coming to church on Sunday morning and living like hell the rest of the week. I hope I was okay saying that. You know, I, I made a commitment to the Lord a long time ago never to compromise the word of God, but to speak truth. And that's what we need these days, right? We don't need fluffy messages. We don't need feel-good stuff all the time. We need to be able to, to hear messages that stir us up and build fire, those embers, uh, you know, built back into a, a blaze. Uh, next slide, please. So this is our, our survivor care program is another aspect of the Children's Rescue Initiative, and our mission is to provide holistic care to those that we rescued. You know, a beautiful girl like this that was in in sex trafficking, 
for a couple years, is now vibrant. She loves the Lord. Some of the, the, the children, I, I uh, was in a place where they introduced me to this young lady, and they said, you rescued her four years ago. And I'm looking at her, and I remembered her face, and they said, she's the worship leader of our church now. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? <clears throat> yeah. If you could go to the next slide, please. And so, you know, you see these pictures of, of uh, rescued kids. We have another girl. I think, I think she'll come up here in a little bit, but um, just a, an amazing story. But we have, we have gone over and interviewed as many children as we can. I was just over there two months ago. And we're seeing these kids that went from nobody's home, when you look in their eyes, just completely traumatized, to being in school uniforms and smiling and being in church and praising God. We were in a, a church where she wasn't the worship leader, but she, this little girl that we rescued out of a brothel is up there just singing her heart out with a microphone. And uh, as you can see here, uh, you know, we, we go and we interview these children. We make sure they're well taken care of. And... Uh, it's just an incredible journey to go back and see the children that we got out. If you could go to the next slide, please. This just happened two months ago. This family we got out of uh, labor slavery. The woman sitting in the corner with the child right in front of her, she was made to go and sleep with the owner, the, the brick kiln owner, um, on a regular basis. Her husband had died in, the, in slavery. A lot of these, um, uh, I have encountered so many times where People have been beaten to death. Uh, men and women have been beaten to death. Little girls, little boys have been beaten to death because of the rage of the slave owners. And these kids we uh, have gotten out. I haven't followed up with them yet. I'll do that this fall. But they were in pretty bad shape. Everyone sexually abused. Everyone very physically abused. If you could go to the next slide. Uh, these, these children also, as a group we got out of a, of a brick field, uh, where they were made to turn over bricks all day long, 14 hours a day. The little girl in the green, she was so traumatized. And uh, the little girl uh, to her um, on the right side in the lighter green, she, she had been very, very abused. And they're in a good, really good place now. We put them in a really good home, and uh, they had had incredible success with children that we had placed there previously. And the next slide, please. These are some more children that we had rescued, uh, all in very hard labor, and uh, all Christian culture. So, sometimes, uh, you know, they don't know Jesus as a born-again believer. They just know it culturally. So we make sure that all children have an opportunity, uh, you know, in churches. We put them, we connect them with pastors uh, that make sure that they lead them to the Lord. Um, and uh, when we go back and just see the change, because there's no big counseling systems over there. There's no uh, all kinds of therapy. The only thing they know to do is pray over these children, pray in the spirit over these children, and just love on these kids. And we go back and see such remarkable results. Uh, the next slide, please. This young lady, I just love to talk about her. She, uh, <clears throat> um, Mahima. So the in, in a certain country, she was one of three girls that we rescued out of a cafe. So we roll up, we had, we had all the intelligence, we, do, we get a lot of uh, information and intelligence gathered so we know who's there. And, and I had a team that was ex-Special Forces. And we walk down this trail to this cafe and there's a whole group of men there 
waiting to go into these for these three little girls, and they were eight, ten, and twelve, and uh, and they had a, a bed in the back of the cafe with a, a wall about this high where everybody could see. And uh, we walk in, and we we uh, without getting into a lot of details, we make sure the men aren't a problem, and we extract these three little girls out. And Mahima was one of them. That was in 2017. So we went back to, to uh, interview these children, and Mahima was in a, a children's home with incredible people running it. And we found out that she wants to be a lawyer and go to law school so that she can defend victims of human trafficking. Just an incredible story. And you look at her smile, and, and it's hard to realize she was two years in a brothel, maybe three years. Uh, next slide, please. This young man, just an amazing young kid that loves Taekwondo, he was uh, abused in every single way you can think of. And uh, when we interviewed him, he just, he just smiled ear to ear the whole time and uh, given a brand new life. And if we could run this, uh, if we could run this next video, please. They've never been to school before. Let me take that, let me take that. There you go. That's our motto, no more bricks. Walking these girls to freedom. This is the first time these children have ever been in a car. They're excited. This is the first time they've ever known freedom. They're free for the first time in their life. Hallelujah. They've never been to school before. They're going now, then. It gives you a little idea of what we do. And if you could go to the next slide, please. So you might want to take a picture of this if you can. This is just some numbers. Uh, I've, I've got some more slides after this. But um, the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Um, trafficking is going on in your area here. Anytime you see massage parlors and uh, it's all underground, but it's happening. And uh, so if you could go to the next slide, please. And this is some of our contact information. 
and we're not too far from here. Uh, as the pastor said earlier, the Remnant Sons had, had uh, been up to our place different times holding some events, and uh, they're just an awesome, awesome group. And if you could go to the next slide, please, and play that video. This is all rescued children. What's that? Experiencing technical difficulties. Well, I'll just do a little song and dance. So while they're getting that figured out and getting it ready, um, you know, the, the thing about, the Bible says, he who does the will of God abides forever. He who does the will of God abides forever. It's not enough just to be a Christian. To, God's calling us to do something. And whether it's in your own community, whether it's uh, overseas, whether it's being brave enough to go to your neighbors and just share some groceries and tell them that God loves them. You know, God's calling each and every one of us. Each and every one of us has a unique call. Each and every one of us has a purpose that is divinely given to us. And if we don't really press in and prayer and, and read the word and study, uh, that won't get revealed to us. And so, is this ready? Not yet? Before I leave today, I want to be able to pray with people because I have such a heart to see each and every one of us raise up to make a difference in the world. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a super athlete. All you have to be is obedient to what God tells you to do. And uh, as, uh, let me just. So in John, 1 John 2, it says this. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. He who does the will of God abides forever. So while we're waiting for this video, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you in the mighty and undeniable, irresistible and unmovable name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you would bless each and every person here today. That, Lord, that you would do such an amazing work in each of our lives. That you would bring out the championship in each one of us. You would bring out the warrior spirit in each one of us. You would help to reveal your God cause to each and every one of us. Lord, that no matter what we think of ourselves, you think highly of us. Because you said we're accepted in the Beloved. You said, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for this amazing group of people. You know, the word of God says that we're more than conquerors. And you know what that means? Let me, let me give you a, an illustration of what that means, of being more than a conqueror. So, if I got in the ring with, like, the greatest fighter in the world, and... The prize is $1 million. And I get in there and we're duking it out and we're going at it and I win, which would be an absolute miracle, right? And they walk over to me and they hand me a check for $1 million. I am a conqueror. But if I walk back to the back there and hand that check to my wife, she's more than a conqueror, right? Because I did the fight and she gets the prize. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. 
He did the fighting. We get the prize. And we have this authority in the name of Jesus and in the word of God that's just absolutely stunning. You know, some of the, how are we doing on that? Are we going to make it? Oh, over here. Okay, awesome. These are all rescued people. You are not hidden. Never been a moment. You were forgotten. You are not hopeless. You have been broken. Your innocence stolen. I hear you. There is no distance, cannot be covered over and over, you're not defensive, I'll be a shelter, I'll be your armor, I hear So what I'd like to do to finish today is if you're willing to 
work on being faithful to God, to find your God cause, and to be a champion of that cause, I'd like you to stand up. And there's no shame in not standing if you're not ready. We are in some of the most remarkable times in the world. I'm, in I'm tied into intelligence networks and people around the world and, and the things that are going on. No man can solve, only God can. And we need a revival and a great awakening. And Pastor, when I was in worship, I felt like God's preparing you for a move of God here. That what you've seen in the past the healings, and you're going to see greater things than you've ever seen before. So as a congregation, just press into prayer. I want you to say this. Put your hand on your heart, if you would. Heavenly Father, it is my desire to be all that I can be for you. I desire to know my God cause, to live with godly purpose, and to make a difference in this world. Thank you, Lord, for filling me with Holy Spirit, with power and passion, that I will not be intimidated, I will not give up, give out, until I have fulfilled my destiny. So I commit my life to you once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, please stop by our book table back there, part of the proceeds. I'm still paying off the book, which I financed myself, but part of the proceeds are going to rescue work, and once I've got it paid off, then more proceeds will go. And we, like I said, we live by faith. We, we live by just donations, and, uh, you know, we, uh, we have a lot of work to do out there. So thank you for having me. Thank you so much, and God bless you guys. You guys may be seated. Uh, hopefully, sorry, I got that. Welcome to the house of God. No, no we, uh, I, I hope that you guys were blessed. I hope that, uh, you know, for some of you, maybe your eyes were, were open today um, to some of the things that go on in the world. And hopefully that, you know, you guys all say, you know what, it's, it's my job to do something about it. So... Uh, we want to take a, an offering today. This is straight for the Children's Rescue Initiative. So, uh, ushers, if you want to make your way forward, um, if you uh, are writing out a check, can they write it directly to Children's Rescue Initiative? So you can write a check directly to Children's Rescue Initiative. We're just going to, you know, give the entire offering. want to send them home with that. If you would like to give online, if you go to childrensrescue.org, right on their homepage, um, you can click that. There's a tab that says Donate uh, Now, so you can just donate directly to uh, the ministry. And um, I would encourage you to grab some information and, and see really what God's calling you to do. Maybe God's just calling you to, you know, sow a one-time gift. Maybe he's calling you to be a partner. I'm believing that uh, God is going to create a partnership of New Hope Community Church and, and Children's Rescue Initiative. Maybe God's going to call some of you to go and, and be that army that goes out and, and rescues people and, and brings them out of those horrible places. So um, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Um, 
Worship team, if you want to make your way forward and after we take this offering, you guys can just kind of play us out and uh, we'll take this final offering and as the ushers go forward, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll dismiss this service. I would just pray that, you know, that you see the work that they do. This isn't some, you know, pie in the sky thing. You watch it on TV. You never know any of the players that are involved in it. You never, these are people that don't live far away from us that, that have tangible results. What, I mean, what could be closer to God's heart than, than children who are enslaved? Amen? Lord, thank you for, uh, thank you for Bruce and his wife, Erica, and, and all uh, the men and women that are serving in the Children's Rescue Initiative. Lord, I thank you for their calling and their passion. Lord, I pray that you would bless them with everything that they need, Lord, whether that may be uh, people, whether that may be financial resources, may that be uh, favor even in uh, foreign countries and, and favor um, in, in places where they need to operate. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to bless uh, this ministry, Lord, that it would continue to be your hands and feet. Lord, I pray that we would see double those amount of people that, that have already been rescued. Lord, I pray that you would begin to expedite, that you would be just begin to expedite as you pour in resources and people, that you would expedite these rescues. Lord, I pray and I curse the evil of, of, of child slavery and child trafficking and sex trafficking in this nation, Lord. And I pray that the church of Jesus Christ would rise up with uh, the authority to trample on serpents and snakes and over all powers of the enemy, and we would stamp this evil out in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you believe it, shout amen. 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 May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his light shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. And until we meet again, may the blessing and the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ shine upon you and your house. In Jesus' name, amen. As the ushers go forward, this service is dismissed. Stop by the back table. Stop by, talk to Bruce and his wife. Give him a hug. Give him a high five. Tell him you're proud of him. God bless you. Love you guys. Thank you for coming out.
I'm trying to play by the ear. <laughs> you hear me 